0: We are back to the What's Next podcast as we are working through the book of Haggai and talking about life after exile. And uh, Pastor Jay asked a very important question for my life. Uh, it was very convicting. He asked, have you ever had a project you didn't finish? Um, I was upstairs running the live stream and my wife was upstairs with me. And she was giving you the elbow. Uh, Well, thankfully, I was on the other side of the table, so it was just a look. (laughs) (laughs) But the rolling of the eyes, the rolling
1: of the eyes, like, Michael, he is talking about you right now. That's
0: right. I I would love to say that I finish every project I start, but Mm -hmm. I definitely do not.
1: No. You know, that's uh, one of the realities. That's why the question, I think, hits home for a lot of people. As I said, there are some high achievers who can finish every project they start. We want to slap them <laughs> because the majority of us start things and don't finish them. And uh, so I had the opportunity to come clean, although I didn't actually do what I said I was going to do yesterday afternoon, which was build the doors. But I have <laughs> some uh, wickets that I had built a corner cupboard for Sharon. And I had brought those wickets with us when we moved here almost 15 years ago and they have been in the shed ever since and every time i walk by the corner cupboard i go oh yeah i need to i need to finish that project so i was trying to use something personal you know be uh, transparent that i too can start projects and not finish them
0: so from that approach i'm sure each of you listening here unless you are one of those overachievers which Mm -hmm. in this case. Please still listen, but yeah. this might not apply as much to you. Uh, the, but for the rest of us normal people, right? Uh, this really hits home. Like uh, there are so many things in our lives that we have the best of intentions to do, sure, but we don't always get them done. We often don't get them done. Or as my my father-in-law does, he gets it to working
1: order. Oh, there you go. It doesn't
0: have to be done. It just has to be working, working order.
1: That's good. Um, (laughs) You know, it's funny because so many times, like even as uh, preachers, communicators, you know, I referenced uh, Charles Dickens when he's the author of A Tale of Two Cities. At the point of his death in 1870, he was writing a murder mystery but never finished the book. So you never found out who the actual murderer was, right? (laughs) It's like the preacher who starts to tell a story and gets people really engaged and then moves on with his message and doesn't conclude the story. And people are like, they don't hear anything else you say. They just want to know, you didn't finish the story. Come on, you got to finish this thing. So, hey, there's all kinds of applications to things we start and then we don't finish, which then led into the beginning of the message based out of Haggai chapter, well, the entire book, but uh, as I preached out of Haggai too.
0: And so Haggai was looking at this uh, perspective of the completion of the Lord's temple. Yep. there It was an important part of their life because this is how uh, God was going to return to their presence. They had mm-hmm. returned to the promised land, the land that God had promised them. Yep. And we're going to actually talk about that next week. But they were not fulfilling the completion of their end of the bargain, the completion yeah. of their project, That's right. which was to rebuild the temple. Yeah. Uh, and this gets into a huge conflict, if you will. I mean, we don't hear the people respond to guy," but we can imagine through reading Ezra and Nehemiah how the people uh, were feeling to this call on their lives, that they were trying to do something productive with their homes, yeah. with... Uh, their families with rebuilding the land, but they had completely mm. forgotten to focus on rebuilding the presence of God in their lives.
1: Yeah, and and rightfully so. I mean, let's face it, uh, you know, even as I preached the previous week, you had started us off in, in this series, there's nothing wrong with, you know, caring for the place in which we live, our homes. You know, the belongings that we have, you know, the food that we eat, the clothing that we wear, the jobs we have. And when you look at that, that comprises like 80, 90% of our weekly activities. And so there is an importance to it for sure. So it's not about we should never have a thought or concern about those things. It's just that they were misplaced priorities. They became so much more than the worship of God. And part of that worship of God, as you mentioned, is the building of the temple, the place where God was going to come and dwell. And it would be that clear indicator. Now you are putting me at the first. You're making me the priority. You are returning to me, and that's what Haggai was trying to communicate. Like build the temple, get to it. Um, you know, go for this. Let's let's get this thing done because. There had been about a 16-year gap from when the foundations had been built, then this long gap, 16 years of nothing happening, and Haggai is, let's do this, people. And the wonderful thing is they listened, and they did what the, the Lord had given the message through Haggai, so the people ultimately listened to Haggai, but really listened to God and received the message.
0: And something that I find so interesting about the story, the account of what's happening here in the Israelites' life, is they were taken into captivity. They were there for 70 years. Yep. They came back. They started to rebuild the wall around Jerusalem before Hmm. they even got to the temple. And that kept getting delayed because of different oppressions from uh, the government and the people around them. Yep. And so there, there was this big endeavor to build the wall. They get the wall built, so they have all this freedom now. They they're out of exile. They have mm-hmm. the freedom of the protection of the wall. They have a, a governance model that's allowing them to go about their lives mm-hmm. to get things done. Yep. And in all that they forget who gave them that freedom. Like yeah. the, the freedom enabled them to return to their new normal, as we often talk about. Mm-hmm. And um and yet in that freedom, they completely neglected uh, the call of God on their life. And for me, that's a fear that I'm kind of facing as Mm -hmm. we're coming back to our freedoms, right? It feels like we've been oppressed. We've been held in this captivity by this pandemic. We're entering back into this freedom, this new normal, what's life going to look like? We can start engaging in different activities and different uh, social events. And how easy it is to start filling it up with connecting with all of these people and things that... I've missed and wanted to rebuild and lose the focus, the priority Mm -hmm. uh, of rebuilding, uh, you know, my relational aspects with God and with other believers.
1: Let's, I mean, let's see that theme repeating itself throughout scripture, right? It's like that I draw near and then all of a sudden I'm finding myself wandering or drifting, uh, you know, distracted by the cares of life. So exactly what you're saying is uh, even though the past 19, almost 20 months now, were you know, a disruption. What we have to be mindful of is if that has been the primary thing on our mind, and that's all we can focus on and all we're giving our attention to, could we have lost our connection with God? And if so, you know, what do we do about that? What, right. What's an action step? And we'll talk about that here too.
0: And so as we're working through this, there's this call to the temple, the call to return to rebuild. And I think that, well, let's just face it, return. That word return is yeah. is key. Yep. Because the return is really what repentance is about. It's mm-hmm. returning. It's yep. turning again. It's a new direction. Yeah. And that's where the focus of this message really ended up was that the Israelites were called to be repentant. Again, yep. not denying that they should rebuild their homes and rebuild their crops, but that their sole focus was on themselves Hmm. and then on the one who provided the freedom.
1: Yeah, and there's a word uh, in the passage, and it goes back actually to Deuteronomy chapter 28 when God says, but if you refuse to listen, and so that passage was, if you refuse or you refused to return to me, so is there a part where, for some, there's kind of a, that rebellion or that uh, unwillingness, uh, stiffness of heart to say, I'm not coming back, but God is inviting the people through Haggai, listen, come back and restore this. And, and I want to bless you, uh, but it is going to take some deliberate steps of turning or repenting. That's a part of the journey.
0: I think uh, an important part of that, too, is the uh, Israelites, as they returned, part of it was, we don't like using the word test, but the scripture uses this word testing of where their faith was at, Hmm. because in their time of crisis, in their time of exile, we see the people crying out. When you read through uh, the accounts in in Daniel, and you look at some of the things that were written by the prophets, we see the people crying out to God, God, hear us, free us, bring us, uh, restore us, and rebuild us. Hmm. But then, as soon as they are let out of exile, there's immediately this tension where all of these things that they promised in a time of crisis, mm. that, you know, I'm returning to God, were neglected by all these other things. Yeah. And I see that in our own lives. When we went through this pandemic, so many of us cried, to God, help us, God, heal us, God, keep us safe. Um, and we recognize the importance that. Uh, being near people of other faith had and what that seemed like when we didn't have it. Mm -hmm. But now as we're coming out of that, where is our focus? Are we still crying out to the God that was with us through the time of crises and looking to the rebuilding of our relationship with others around us in the temple, the church as a larger whole, or are we already getting distracted?
1: Mm. It's interesting from the passage you know, God gave Haggai the message, but he wanted. He started with two questions to the priests, and basically the short version of this: If the priest is doing something that's about holiness and brushes against, you know, food or something, will that make it holy? And the answer was no. But if there's ceremonially uh, someone who's ceremonially unclean, and they brush against food. Will that make it defiled? The answer was yes. And it goes back to, of course, Jewish tradition, laws, and rituals. But interestingly, you know, how easy it is for us to fall towards sin than it is to work towards holiness. Mm-hmm. And so just like temptation wants to do, it, it's always luring. It's always drawing. It's always wanting us to, to indulge. And so just as you're saying, as we're coming out of a pandemic and we're potentially seeing some new opportunities of what we could do with our time and our priorities, you know, we might fall for the temptation to forget God and almost like be in a refusal again to pursue the things of God and Yet God is continually calling us. Keep coming to me. Keep, you know, directing your hearts towards me. Repent of that which uh, has become a distraction or a disillusionment. And and so um, this passage, I think, just it was not just for the priests, not just for the people, not for just that day, but it is that common reality that all of us, if we are not careful, can find ourselves. Uh, prioritizing the daily living of of life, which is important, but it can't be the most important.
0: So we should stop the podcast right here. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. We don't want an unfinished project.
1: Yeah, because you might go,
0: we're going to finish it. Where are we going with that? But I think that is what we have to ask ourselves. And we talked about this the first week and you mentioned that this week, there is this question that Haggai brings up of think carefully about what you are doing and that's exactly the moment that Mm -hmm. we are at in this podcast is this think carefully about what we are doing yep right like we've we've set up what was going on in hey guys time we've talked a little bit of how about how it impacts us but in your own life think carefully Mm. about what has become the priority yep have you returned have you continued on in this path of seeking after Christ hmm. or are you very subtly getting distracted by the rebuilding of all the activities and things that were in your life before the pandemic
1: hit yeah that's a good word and something that you know i think if if we're not careful we'll just get into the default mode and we'll oh, we can do this now, we have all these freedoms, or this is coming. But if we're not intentional, thinking carefully about, okay, what what has happened in my life over these past 20 months, uh, or even before that? And is it time for me to truly repent, to come back, to turn to God in new, fresh ways that he can work uh, beautifully in my life, I don't think there's anybody who would deny the fact that God is inviting us to be continually walking in faithfulness with him, to be growing in character, to be following the ways of Christ. That's really the message of, of what it is to be a, a disciple, a follower of Jesus. So how are we um, giving time and attention and focus to that as we come out of, or as we are anticipating come out and coming out of this COVID time?
0: I think something you said there that uh, we need to hinge on too is that follow Jesus because we've talked about um, how easy it is to fall into sin. And you might say, well, I haven't done anything that's like intentionally sinful or hmm. harmful to somebody else or harmful to myself. But the whole concept of sin is really missing the mark. It's yeah. this idea of it's not necessarily actively doing something wrong, but sin can also simply being. Ignoring doing what is right, hmm. it can be not following the ways of God just as yep. much. It is actively antagonizing or going against the things of God, uh, and so as we think carefully, that's part of it too. It's not just saying what have I done that's wrong, but have I been denying doing what is right or what God's calling me to do? What step of faith am I? being asked to take in this moment to follow after Christ. yeah, um, Because that is just as much a sin, a missing the mark, as doing wrong.
1: Yeah, so really the call is let's, let's have a tender heart towards the things of God so that we're not, again, refusal being kind of like that stiff-necked stubbornness. How do we stay pliable? How do we stay tender? How do we stay in that constant, attitude, mindset of, God, I want nothing more than to follow you and to know you and to proclaim you and all of the words that help us to see that this is an act of faith in our lives. And uh, part of that is living a repentant spirit heart all the time, right? It's just like, God, if I'm turning off, I'm turning away from you, get my attention so that I can get back on course and, and keep that consistent walk with you the way that you desire for me and the way that if I live it, I will find amazing beauty and joy as I stay in touch with God. So I
0: was uh, driving down uh, the circumferential highway the other day. I needed to get onto Weiss Road and uh, I, I better be really careful here. Uh, my navigator was next to me Oh, and my navigator is not very good with navigation. Oh, um, but uh, that's all I'll say at this point. But what ended up happening is I accidentally got on the exit for west when I really wanted to go one more to go east. Okay, and had to very carefully get back on to the one eleven so I could go one more exit to go east, um, and in that. I was just thinking about the application of that in my life as I was driving this. Like, it, it's very easy to sometimes get waylaid, get mm. sidetracked by the yeah. wrong exit. Sure. Um, and I didn't get all the way turned around because if I had continued on that path, I would have been all the way turned around and I would have been very late for my appointment. But even in just that, there was a little bit of turning. There was a little bit of correction I needed. I had to think very carefully about was I getting on the right exit (laughs) or not, and I was not. Uh, So quickly got back on the highway, got back on the right way so that I could take the direction I needed to go. Um, And so as we're talking about this whole idea of repentance, um, typically it is seen as like a 180, 180 Mm. degree turn. Like we're doing something so far removed. But it could simply be just this... Minor course correction, yeah, yeah. where we just, we're just starting to get way late, but also we're going. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm thinking about this, and I'm not sure this is where God's leading me. I need to just make a course correction. I need to just yeah. pull myself back onto that right path a little bit more.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think like you said earlier, there are going to be those sins that are willful. Um, you know, decisions against a very clear directive of God do not do this, right? So we go, okay, that's, I know I'm off if I'm doing that. But like you say, there can be those times when all of a sudden you know, we're drifting. You know, we, maybe we've fallen asleep at the wheel and we're just starting to coast off the road and it's like, whoa, let's get back on track. So a good word for all of us. How do we just keep that continually before us, recognizing the, if we aren't careful, we might be like, you know, so far away from God that we don't even feel like we're in touch with him anymore. And we don't want that, of course. So how do we just continually stay in that spirit of saying, God, keep me always in focus of you. And if I'm ever starting to drift off, uh, I invite you, Holy Spirit, to correct me and uh, bring me back on the straight path.
0: So as we're wrapping this up this morning, I, or whenever time you're listening to this, it's morning for us here. Yeah. I guess it's afternoon well, it's now, now afternoon, wow. but that's okay. Well, yeah. The morning has gone by quick. <laughs> <laughs> the, the idea of thinking carefully is going to be so critical for us this week because next week we're going to be talking about the promise, hmm. returning to the promise. But if we are not intentional with our thoughts, then the promise and the call on God's life to fulfill that promise uh, it, it just becomes insignificant mm. because we haven't given ourselves and our, our hearts, our minds completely over to God. We haven't returned yeah. to Him.
1: That's good. And you're going to be bringing that word Sunday, so we're looking forward to it. Thanks. Really excited. Hope you'll join us uh,
0: Sunday for 10 a.m. or check in with us afterwards. Uh, it's and it's be a
1: been a while message. since I've had some happy fingers, so can <laughs> I do this?
0: <laughs> Go for it.
1: That's what I'm talking about. Got Come on. a little on. bit of a groove well, A little groove. There we go.
0: All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, This has been the What's Next podcast uh, by Hillside Church, and we're excited to have you join us next week as we finish up our series
1: on the Book of Haggai. Take care, everyone.